0: This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.
1: Well, good afternoon to everyone. Uh, thank you for listening in today. Uh, as usual, we have a lot to talk about. And uh, let's start with something important that's happened in our work on veterans' rights. Uh, the United States Justice Foundation has been in the forefront now for over two years in representing individual veterans and trying to defend their uh, Second Amendment rights. Which are being taken away by the federal government, particularly the VA and the FBI, and they're disarming Americans' veterans, and we know why. You have a man in the White House who fits himself not as president of the United States, but as a dictator of the world. He can the world if you want to say it that way, and he's concerned about setting up his dictatorship with 23 million armed, potentially armed veterans out there veterans like me and and David my sons and his son who took an oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies foreign and domestic. Unlike Obama who took the same oath we believe in it. We are prepared to defend our country. We're trained to defend our country. That terrifies potential dictators no matter which country it's in. It terrified Adolf Hitler which is why one of the first things he did when he took over as Chancellor of Germany start to disarm the German people, beginning with the veterans. So the VA is out to disarm the veterans, the FBI is out to disarm the veterans, and pretty much that's been ignored except by us. Uh, there have been some people talking about it on the Internet, but there's been no real media coverage. Well, now that's starting to change, and we've got people out there taking notice. Of the Daily Caller, which is, of course, a very popular conservative online magazine, ran a major major article today uh, where there were interviews with me and some of the veterans that we represent, and they cited from an FBI VA memo that we got, and we're the only ones that had it, through our Freedom of Information Act request and our ultimate lawsuit. This occurred back in 2012. We filed a Freedom of Information Act request, wanted to know why veterans were being put on the next list, what the criteria that was being used, Etc., and the VA refused to respond. So we sued them, and a judge ordered them to respond. We, in other words, we wanted the case. The judge ordered them to respond and provide us with documents. One of the documents they had provided us with, which we kept under wraps for a while, uh, was this memo between the VA and the FBI. And basically, if you read the Daily Caller article today, you'll see detailed quotes from that memo. Basically, the memo says this. It's the FBI telling the VA to turn over to them the medical records. Now, these are confidential medical records, ladies and gentlemen, under the HIPAA law. These are confidential. But basically, the VA is being told by the FBI and agreeing in this memorandum that they will break the confidentiality, they will break the law, and they will turn over the private medical records of veterans to the VA. And on the basis of these records, the VA—I mean the FBI will then put these veterans on the NICS list. That's the National Instant Criminal Background Checklist. Now, to be on that list, you have to be a convicted felon, which these veterans are not. You have to be a known drug abuser, which most of these veterans are not. And, or you have to be adjudicated to be mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. That's the criteria being used by the FBI and the VA to put veterans on the next list. Mentally ill to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. Here's the problem. In that memo, they don't provide any due process. They don't tell the VA that the, there has to be an adjudication, which is required by law. The FBI is taking at face value all the information being sent by the VA. So the VA can send them a name, an address, a social security number of a veteran, and that veteran is automatically put on the list of people who cannot legally purchase firearms in this country. And when the veterans get the letter telling them that they've been put on, declared incompetent to handle their own financial affairs, they are told that they are going to be, if they own, purchase, transport, or possess firearms or ammunition, they are going to be guilty of a felony so all this is happening with no due process whatsoever veterans will get the letter, sometimes they don't even get the letter, they never even know that this is going on veterans will get the letter and they will be told we're going to declare you because of your physical or mental disabilities, we're going to declare you incompetent to handle your own financial affairs and a fiduciary to represent you the veteran is given sixty days to prove that they're competent now due process And the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution requires that the government in this type of situation, the burden of proof is on the government to prove the veteran incompetent. That's not the way they're playing the game. The veteran has to do it at his own expense and they only have 60 days in which to do it. The VA is then sending their name if they they declare him incompetent and they're doing... What are reasons for incompetence? Well, supposedly... They're declaring them mentally defective because they might pay their bills late a couple of times because they have lost an arm or a leg in combat. Uh, They're mentally defective because they let their spouses pay the family bills. They're mentally defective, according to the VA and the FBI, if they have their bills being paid on an automated system. And there's a veteran, and interviewed in that article, who talks about this because we're representing him. He's here in Texas. That has happened to him. There's the veteran of of the military whose mother is a widow. Her husband was killed in Vietnam, and she's been receiving VA benefits. She was declared incompetent because the VA asked her how she was handling paying her bills, and she said, it's easy. Everything's on an automated system. The bank pays all my bills every month out of my checking accounts automatically. I've seen the letter they sent to her. I've seen the letter they sent to this Texas veteran saying that because you are on an automated bank system, you're obviously not capable of handling your own financial affairs, and therefore you're mentally defective. And then they go to the FBI and say, okay, put them on the next list because they're mentally defective to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. There's no adjudication process here. That's required by the law. Now, what does adjudication mean? Well, it clearly means that there has to be due process, that the burden of proof is on the government, and there has to be some type of hearing between, before a regular judge or an administrative judge. Veterans are not being given the opportunity to have such a hearing. They, If they want to appeal this, They can request a hearing in front of a VA administrator, and if they want a private attorney, they have to pay for that attorney on their own. Otherwise, the VA will appoint appoint somebody to represent them. In other words, another VA employee will be representing the veteran who's being challenged by the VA as being really incompetent. So this is what's happening. Now here's what who else is getting involved? Senator Charles Grassley of Iowa, who I have always respected as an outstanding member of the United States Senate, he is the head of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Now that the Republicans are in control of the Senate, he has insti- instituted or instigated a major investigation into this. He is determined that of the people who are on the list. the FBI, on the next list, for being mental defectives, that 99.3% of them are veterans whose names were given to the FBI by the VA. And again, our estimate is that 99.5% of the veterans who are on that list don't belong there. They are not mentally ill. They are not mentally defective. They might have minor PTSD, which is not even considered a mental illness, or they might be, they've had depression at some point. Those are also things that are being used as a criteria. Again, no adjudication, no examination by a psychologist or psychiatrist in most cases, no even examination by a medical doctor. We're talking about bureaucrats in the VA, people who have no training in medicine other than possibly be a nurse practitioner, are declaring veterans to be incompetent. Now, how can they do this? Well, Obama wanted the veterans disarmed. So when he took office, he appointed Eric Holder as the new attorney general, and Eric Holder decided to change the legal education and say that the adjudication of a veteran and now they're expanding it to include all of us folks. I'll get to that in a minute. But adjudication of a veteran to the point you find them mentally defective to the point of being in danger of themselves or others can be done by anybody who works for the federal government, even independent contractors. No training is involved, nothing. The veteran is never contacted by these people. They get the form letter, and then they're told if you want to fight it, you can fight it. Well, the VA has now turned over, we estimate, about 200,000 names of veterans. When I first wrote the article uh, back in, I think it was 2011 when I started working on this, or 2012 I guess it was, when I first wrote that article, there were 159,000 veterans on the list. Now we estimate there's over 200,000. And the program's accelerating. Veterans are contacting me on almost a daily basis upset because they go to the VA and it may not be for medical treatment. It may be just to talk about their benefits. Maybe to lodge a complaint about something that, that's been done or not been done. And they're always asked the same question. Do you own a firearm? And they're told if they don't answer truthfully, they can lose their benefits. Veterans are also being told if they try to appeal, the ruling by the VA that they are mental defectives, that they will have their benefits suspended during the course of the appeal. We're running in situations now where the appeals are taking two to three years. some cases, we don't think they're ever going to listen to the appeal. They're just ignoring them. So there's a lot going on right now with the VA, and with the FBI. And we're also talking to veterans and representing veterans who we're helping some of them try to get this reversed, the incompetency ruling reversed, and we're being successful at it. But on the rare occasions when a veteran does get it reversed, the FBI is refusing to take them off the next list. On the one hand, they're saying, well, the VA hadn't reported this to us, your incompetency ruling has been reversed that's one excuse they make but then even if they get a report or the veteran provides them with information showing that they're no longer considered incompetent the FBI then just ignores them and still doesn't take them off the next list well Senator Chuck Grassley is looking into this and he's working on it and we're working with the Senate Judiciary Committee at this point and I'll talk more about that after the break
0: Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty,
2: and our Constitution. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
1: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
0: Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our constitution.
2: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: But as I said before the break, Senator Charles Grassley has the committee, the House Senate Judiciary Committee staff, working full speed ahead on the veterans' issues. I understand that they're probably going to have some hearings before long uh, questioning the VA about this. They are very concerned. Now, the Senate has has not been ignoring this in the past, or senators haven't. Uh, On three separate occasions, there have been... Bills introduced in the United States Senate to try to stop this. Uh, so the last one was called the Veterans Second Amendment Protection Act. Obama opposed it, so the Democrats opposed it, and it was defeated. Now they have the votes in the Senate to pass such a bill. And, of course, Obama will, will probably veto it, but they might even, we might even be able to put enough pressure um, because of this on the Senate and in the House that they could override a veto. The point is we get get something done. But here's the situation. We don't know of any bill pending right now in the United States Senate. There's one pending in the House. And some of us who are taking a look at that are very concerned because it's not nearly as strong as the previous bills. It doesn't really do everything that needs to be done to protect veterans and to keep them from being put on the nix list, to keep them from losing their firearms, to keep them from losing their due process. Uh, it really won't stop all of this and so we're going forward with our plans to do some some more lawsuits and of course we're not charging these veterans their families anything so please come help out and donate go to usjf.net you can find out there uh, donate to us Uh, you can contact me at michael at usjfmail.net and i can give you the information about how to donate to us directly by, by check either to our California office or to the office here in Texas, and uh, that money will be used on cases like this, on the veterans' cases. And it is tax deductible. You can make a contribution to the United States Justice Foundation, because we're a 501c3, and you can deduct that contribution. So I had somebody recently give me $3,500, a check for 3500 I had somebody else give me a check for 1000 we need a lot more checks like that. If I can get 20000 in my hands, we will have enough money to file a class-action lawsuit, or at least a lawsuit on behalf of all the veterans we represent to try to get this stock. Because we have problems with the, the Congress trying to do it. They've been unsuccessful so far. We don't like the bill they have right now, even if they do the right kind of bill and totally reverse what the VA and FBI are doing. Obama will veto it. Then we're going to have to go through the process of trying to get the veto returned, and that could take a couple of years. In the meantime, at the rate they're accelerating this, thousands more veterans will be put on the list. Thousands more will have their doors kicked in, in some cases, and be put on put in jail or have their, their weapons taken. Well. Versus we represent, who talks about this in the Daily Caller article, uh, he actually wanted to picket the VA. He, he told the VA he was going to come and, and march in front of the VA facility and protest what they had done to him. The next thing he knows, the local police and federal authorities, VA police, actually kicked in his door and took his firearms, claiming he had made a threat against the VA. Well, his threat was to exercise his First Amendment rights and picket him. So this is the type of thing they're doing. This is what they're doing, and they're accelerating it. Not only against the veterans, because they're finding more and more reason, but also against the civilian population. They're finding more and more reason to put people on the next list. New York and California, for example, have got draconian gun laws, which are even worse than what the federal government's got. And they are turning over private medical information to the FBI to get veterans put on the next list or get civilians put on the next list because of the drugs they may have taken at some point. I'm not talking illegal drugs. I'm talking about prescription drugs. Maybe at some point the person was treated for being depressed. Maybe they took ADD or had ADD or ADHD at some point. And they took medication on that. We have a veteran in New York State who had his weapons seized. And he had a concealed weapons permit. All his weapons were, his firearms were legally registered. But he had them seized. Why? Because he had gone to the doctor about his insomnia. No PTSD, no depression, Nothing. So now, be aware, ladies and gentlemen, that civilian or military veterans, you be put on this list, for from to stop. fighting with the ATF and HHS. Two fronts. HHS wants to totally ignore the HIPAA law. And they won't turn over these medical records I'm talking about. If you ever in your lifetime gone to a doctor and said you were depressed about anything, whether you were treated or not, they won't turn those records over to the FBI, which automatically puts you on the next list. No adjudication, no due process, you just get put on the list. If you're a new Medicare patient, and this happened, this happened now twice that I know of, if you're a new Medicare patient, you're going to be asked by your doctor, because been to be, they're told they have to do this by the uh, Social Security Administration, Medicare. They're told they have to ask you a series of questions, and one of those questions is, do you have a firearm? Now, in the case of veterans, they're being asked the question and threatened if they don't answer it, and being told that there are only three possible answers. I've been instructing veterans to say, not applicable. Don't answer the VA has now restructured the, the questions, according to veterans I've talked to, to say you either can answer yes or no, and if you answer no, that's considered to be a lie, and you can be prosecuted for that, if in fact you own firearms, or you can say, I refuse to answer, and then it's considered that, well, if you refuse to answer, you probably do own firearms. So either way, you're going to get put on the next list. The ATF has decided to broaden the definition of mental illness. Because right now, in the the law, uh, mental illness is defined as being mentally defective to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. That's the criteria for going on the next list. But that's not what they're using. What they're doing is saying that you can be mentally defective if you have ever been to see a psychiatrist for any reason whatsoever. They're also saying, because the law also says, if you've been adjudicated by a judge, found by a judge to be mentally ill and committed to a mental institution, then you can't own a firearm, and you go on the next list. Well, that's fine if there's actually been an adjudication, if that's been happened by the judge. But now, the ATF, and we're fighting them on this, yet the ATF has decided that that actually means, or the way they're going to interpret it to mean, that if you have ever been ordered by a judge to see a psychiatrist for any reason, not ordered to a mental institution, you just to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Now, what does that mean? Well, when I practiced law in Louisiana, I did some family law work, and it was routine among judges in family court that in a divorce situation where there was a custody dispute going on. The judges would order that all family members be independently talked to by a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but generally a psychologist, and a report be given to the judge, The report which was kept confidential. The judge did this for several reasons. First of all, they wanted to make sure that there was no child abuse going on that need to be dealt with, and they wanted to have help deciding about custody, visitation, and this sort of thing. The whole idea was to protect the children. Now, ATF's new rules say that that, by itself, even if you went to a psychologist for that reason, under a judge's order, and the psychologist found absolutely nothing wrong with you or any member of your family, you can still be declared mentally incompetent at the point of being in danger of yourself or others. And you can be put on the next list. In other words, you can lose your Second Amendment rights. You can lose your fifth, Fifth Amendment rights. All of this can be done basically on the whim of the federal government. So we have people out there being hammered. We have veterans being hammered. We're fighting them on every front. We're fighting the VA. We're fighting the FBI. We've gone to the Department of Defense and wanted to know why, in their cases, when they hire independent contractors. And they're doing this not just to veterans. They're doing this to people who are still active in the military or in the Reserves or National Guard. And those people get the letter, and they are told they have five days in which to respond. Not 60, like the VA gives them. Five days. We recently won a case involving that situation because we got the whole – the veteran involved actually got a... We told him how to word the letter and uh, to not give up his Second Amendment or Fifth Amendment rights, and he ultimately got a letter apologizing to him and telling him that he had not been put on the next list and he was not incompetent. Other veterans we have been successful in getting the incompetency ruling reversed, though, have not been so lucky because they're still on the next list. So we've asked the FBI... By what criteria they're keeping them on that list? We did this with Freedom of Information Act requests, and we got in a lot of gobbledygook. I haven't finished going through it all yet, but it looks like they're trying to avoid the question. The VA is saying, oh, we comply with all the laws. Clearly, we don't believe that. The veterans don't believe that. Senator Charles Grassley doesn't believe that. Reporters now are not believing that. We know what's happening here. It's clear what's happening here, and it's going to get worse. And it doesn't matter if Obama completes his second term and goes quietly away, which he's not going to do. If Hillary Clinton gets elected, or somebody like her, they're going to continue this program. They're going to continue to try to do everything they can to disarm American veterans and to disarm the entire American population. If they can't take your guns away, they're going to take your ammunition away. Just learned today that the uh, Department of Justice has put in a, asked for a bid to purchase 95,000 rounds of 9mm hollow-point ammunition. For those of you that are not shooters, hollow-point ammunition is designed specifically to commit inflict maximum harm. And we'll talk about this
0: after the break. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross Case, The Arizona Immigration Law Case, the Obama Eligibility Cases, the NDAA Illegal Detention Issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today.
1: With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on
2: AmericasWebRadio.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like.
0: for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they
2: support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: So, Ninety-five million rounds of nine-millimeter hollow point. Actually, the federal government has bought up, since Obama took office, about 1.6 billion rounds of ammunition. Something else they put out a bid for is .223 ammo. Now, that is the ammo preferred by the owners of AR-15s. AR-15 is a semi-automatic weapon, so it is perfectly legal in this country, but Obama's trying to stop people from owning the AR-15, and if he can't stop them from owning them. He's going to stop us from getting ammunition. The Obama administration is using this United Nations Small Arms Treaty as leverage to stop the import or export of firearms from other, or the import of or firearms from other countries. The import of replacement parts for firearms that have been purchased from other countries in the past, the import of ammunition, trying to stop us from exercising our Second Amendment rights. And that's exactly what he's doing with the veterans. And Hillary will go further than that. Hillary believes that we ought to be completely disarmed, as do many of the crazy liberals out there, Obama believes it too, but he's been unsuccessful at everything he's tried to do except what he's done by executive order. By the way, the United States Constitution, and that's what this show is all about, our Constitution, the United States Constitution requires that all treaties, when signed by the President or his representative, must be then submitted to the United States Senate for ratification by two-thirds of the members of the Senate present before the president can enforce these. Now the Obama administration is saying, well, that's not exactly what the Constitution means. I'm sorry, but that's what it's meant ever since it was written. But the Obama administration is now saying, well, what that really means is that the president can go ahead and enforce the UN Small Arms Treaty, which, by the way, requires the registration of all gun owners in the United States. We all under that treaty would have to register report all our firearms and that information would not just be kept by the U.S. government, it would be submitted to the United Nations so how is that for a nightmare scenario all of a sudden in the middle of the night you get the knock on your door and then it, your door is kicked in by a bunch of guys from foreign countries wearing blue helmets that have you in on them sounds like some out of science fiction right sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory right Well, as the old saying goes, you're not being paranoid if they really are out to get you. In this country, they really are out to get this. They are the gun owners. Beginning with the veterans. As has been done in other countries. So Obama is intent to enforce this. One of the things I suspect he's going to do is he's going to, by executive order, undo a federal law that was quite a few years ago there's a federal government. No funding can be provided for the federal government to register firearms. No funding can be used. Well, apparently, it's just... You don't have anything to say. this out there. Of course, there is. If you are gone to a gun store or a Walmart or any place where you can legally purchase firearms and you have filled out one of those federal forms and by the way on that form is some very interesting questions one is have you ever been adjudicated to be mentally ill or mentally defective to the point of being endangered yourself or others and if you answer that question no because you don't realize you have been or you haven't been adjudicated, you don't realize you've been put on the FBI list or the VA list, then you're technically committing a felony. You're lying, but you're lying about something you don't even know. And then, see that form you fill out? is supposed to be sent by the gun dealer to the FBI, and the FBI determines whether or not you can legally own a firearm, purchase a firearm. If everything is kosher... You get to purchase your firearm, or even if it's not kosher, and they don't allow you to purchase a firearm, the law requires let that form be destroyed within forty-two 48 hours by a gun dealer and by the federal government. Well, the gun dealers are doing that. I guarantee you the federal government under Barack Hussein Obama is not destroying those. They're keeping records and databases, on every firearm you've ever purchased while he's been president of the United States. So they're already piling a list. They're already preparing to turn that list over to the United Nations. They're preparing to come and take your guns. In the meantime, they're going to buy up all the ammunition they can. And by the way, there's 95,000 rounds of hollow points and the two-two-three ammunition and 12-gauge shotgun ammunition. Is supposedly being bought for the Bureau of Prisons, federal prisons. Are we looking at the, them preparing for an influx of people being put in federal prison? Again, conspiracy? At this point, I'm believing that this President of the United States, uh, he's not president, my President of the United States, he might be your President, but he's not my President. This man, this usurper is, in fact, looking to be a dictator, or to be in charge of the person that follows him as a dictator. You know, we have Hillary Clinton on there, and I, we don't. The United States Justice Foundation we don't endorse candidates, but we do criticize candidates, regardless of what party they are, that don't stand up for the Constitution. Hillary Clinton not only doesn't stand up for the Constitution, Hillary Clinton is a a criminal. She and Bill both are criminals. Bill was disbarred by the Arkansas Bar Association while he was president of the United States because he lied under oath. Now we have this Clinton Foundation, and there's a... a, ...by some investigative reporter... He is an investigation of Republicans Democrats, and in reaction so. pledge not to take any foreign donations. He, in fact, has evidence that they not only took foreign donations, but they took foreign donations from countries that wanted a favor from Hillary Clinton as the Secretary of State, and in fact, she gave them those favors. In other words, she accepted bribes. If she accepted bribes as Secretary of State, can you imagine what kind of bribes she'll be accepting as president? Can you imagine what kind of leader she's going to be? This is the way the Clintons operate. Yet, according to the left, they're beautiful people. Interestingly enough, the main part of her platform right now, running for office, is to attack the wealthy. She wants to redistribute the wealth away from the 1%. Enough. She... giving away their money, distributing their money. She charges $500,000 to make a speech. That's one reason she hasn't announced her candidacy yet formally, or she did not announce her candidacy yet formally. She waited for a while because she wanted to get the income for making speeches. $500,000 for making a speech. It must be nice. Her net worth is estimated right now at well over $15 million, yet she is hypocritical enough to launch a campaign where she is attacking the left. You know, she's still getting contributions from the big corporations she's attacking. Why? Because they don't believe that she means it. They think that if she's elected president, they're still going to be able to bribe her and buy her favors. And they're probably right. Can you imagine if there was a Republican out there running for president who was refusing or holding their campaign rallies and meetings with people in private, refusing to allow the press to be in there, refusing to answer questions by the news media, refusing to press conferences? What would happen to the Republican like that? They'd be pilloried by everybody it would be unconscionable for them to be hiding from the media hiding from the American people yet that's exactly the type of campaign that Hillary Clinton is running and most of the mainstream media is letting her get by with it again two sets of rules in this country one for the political left and one for everybody else. If you're on the political left and you're entitled to free speech, you're entitled to say whatever you want to say, you're entitled to attack anybody you want to attack, you're entitled to do basically anything you want. If you are not on the left, if you're a moderate, if you're a conservative, you have to be politically correct. You can only say what they want to allow you to say. You can only do what they want to allow you to do. If you remember the media, like I am, in my capacity is doing this show, and my blog, or as David is, then you are subject to the political correctness. You're subject to be attacked. If you believe in traditional marriage, as I do, you're subject to being attacked. And they want you to be fired. Well, come after me, people. And I'm not going to sugarcoat what's happening with the jihadists because it's politically correct to do so. We are at war with Islam. We are at war with radical Islam. It's as simple as that. Now, these these guys are, you know, BFFs of Obama. And you might be interested in the latest article on my blog. It's called Obama's BFFs. And you can go to access it at Michael Connelly, C-O-N-E-L-L-Y. That is com. Take a look at it. I think you'll find it very interesting. And please feel free to forward it on to other people. And we'll take our final break now.
0: The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me.
2: Hello, I'm Ray Bowman, and I'm really looking forward to our new show, Food and Farm, brought to you every Friday at noon on America's Web Radio by feedsubsfoodlink.com.
1: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
0: Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona immigration law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit
2: www.usjf.net today. You're listening to America'sWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Before the break, you know, I mentioned my new article on my blog called "Obama's BFFs" and. Again, it's at michaelconnolly.jigsy.com. You can also go to usjf.net and look at the, the home page up at the top. There's about Michael Connolly, Executive Director. Uh, you click that on, and that will give you the link to my blog and my personal website. And there you can read my bio. You can read see the books that I've written, and uh, several of which have become... Very, very good sellers recently. But on this blog article, I mentioned that on the top of the list of Obama's best friends forever is the leadership of Iran. We have totally caved, or I say we, Obama has totally caved, into the Iranians. We had sanctions on the Iranians. They were crippling their economy. They were in trouble. They were not able to go forward with securing a nuclear weapon because they didn't have the money to do so. Obama unilaterally relaxed a lot of those sanctions, turned back to the Iranians millions and billions of dollars that had been seized in foreign bank accounts. They're letting—he's letting them go full speed ahead. <laughs> producing nuclear weapons. It's not ten years away. It's not even one year away. They may be able to produce it in the next few months, at least one, possibly more. They're acquiring intercontinental ballistic missiles. They're acquiring defense missiles. They're preparing for war. Why are they preparing for war? Because they have said repeatedly that they want to destroy the nation of Israel and kill all the Jews in the world, and they want to destroy the United States, and they want to destroy most of Europe, and they want to turn the entire world into a jihadist paradise under Sharia law. They said this. They threatened to wipe out the United States. They threatened to take away our freedoms. They threatened to put us in a position where we either convert to Islam or we're executed or we have to pay them not to convert to Islam. But we're not going to be allowed to do business, we're not going to to have to live under Sharia law anyway. Obama has now, and the State Department is not denying this, apparently Obama has offered $50 billion to the Iranians for getting them to sign an agreement under the framework which he has outlined, and which is a lie. I mean, it says that, you know, it doesn't say that they can't have a nuclear weapon. It doesn't say that they have to wait 10 years to have a nuclear weapon. Basically, all it does is say, okay, we'll give you all your money back. We'll release all sanctions. We will, all you have to do is promise us that you won't build a nuclear weapon for at least 10 years. I've got a brand new grandson. He'll be 10, 11 years old in 10 years. What kind of world is he going to inherit? But like I said, it's not going to be that far away. Obama says, oh, they're going to have to allow inspections. The Iranians said, no, we're not going to do that. And Obama doesn't protest. Now, with the Iranians moving full speed ahead, and again, $50 billion being offered as a silence bonus. And where is that $50 billion going to come from, ladies and gentlemen? That's going to be U.S. taxpayer money. You and I are going to be paying our enemies, the people who are threatened to kill us, threatened to destroy us. We're going to be paying them to sign a document that they're not going to abide by. They have no intention of honoring. Now we have this so called show of force coming on in Yemen. And you know, Yemen was, was the, the crown jewel of Obama's foreign policy. That was a country that was uh, a democracy and was helping us in the fight against Al Qaeda and uh, you know, was our we had ports there, we were able to dock our ships there. It was a great place according to Obama. And he had built it single-handedly. Now Yemen is in the hands of jihadists. Jihadists loyal to the Iranians. Again, these are the same, Iranians, the same Iranian government that is well-known for exporting terrorism and was on the terrorist watch list until Obama had them removed. They support Hamas, which is a terrorist organization that specializes in killing Jews. He had them removed from the terrorist watch list. Cuba has been exporting terrorism for years around this region. He had them removed from the terrorism watch list. Now we're going to be paying Iran. And now Iran is in Yemen. And they have there's a convoy of ships from Iran that our intelligence sources believe is loaded with very sophisticated weapons. You'll see, some of our allies in the Middle East, I don't know how good allies they are, but they call themselves their allies, countries like Saudi Arabia, which are scared to death of Iran is scared to death of ISIS and al-Qaeda, they are, although a lot of funding for al-Qaeda comes from Saudi, Saudis, but they have launched airstrikes in Yemen to try to knock out some of the rebels there who are controlling the country. And one of the things that's being shipped to the fighters by Iran or sophisticated anti-aircraft missiles and hell anti-aircraft missiles. We have moved the USS Roosevelt, the nuclear-powered aircraft carrier, and eight other Navy vessels that we know are surface vessels. I suspect there's at least a couple of submarines operating there, too. We moved those into the Persian Gulf to track the movements of Iranian vessels, There's about almost a dozen of them. The Pentagon says this is for the purpose of intercepting these vessels before they can land and start unloading supplies to the rebels. That was coming from the Pentagon. That is immediately denied by the State Department. It says, no, that's not what's going to happen. We, we wouldn't dare do that. We don't want to upset the Iranians. We're just going to watch as they unload these weapons. We're not going to intercept them. We're not going to board them. So what are we doing there? We're doing nothing. And that's what Obama's best at. When it comes to the enemies of our country, we do nothing. Except appease them. In the case of Iran, give them money. In the case of ISIS, drop a few bombs here and there, but don't make any concerted air campaign against them. Blow up a bunch of empty pickup trucks and empty buildings, but we don't want to hurt anybody, particularly not any Muslims, radical Muslims. The White House has made it clear that Obama has no idea what he's ultimately going to do about Yemen. He has no idea what that the American naval vessels are there for. Basically, the Pentagon sent them there, and Obama didn't say no, he didn't say yes, he didn't say anything. Obama's AWOL. Mentally AWOL when it comes to defending this country. So, look at the article about this BFFs. Because i got all my Communist China, I've got Communist Cuba, I've got various groups like the gay and lesbian groups, all of these are groups that Obama is supporting. Countries like Iran, organizations like Hamas, all of them are out to fundamentally change this country, to take away our individual freedoms, to destroy our way of life. And Obama's not only letting them do it, he's encouraging them to do it. We need your help, folks, at the United States Justice Foundation. We're a small organization, but we have a lot of work we're doing. Most of our budget goes to pay for the legal work that we do on behalf of clients. Uh, we file briefs in the Supreme Court. We file briefs in courts of appeal. matter of fact, we won a case yesterday. Our, our group, in conjunction with a few others, had filed a brief, the only real brief, the Supreme Court, on behalf of somebody who had been subjected to an illegal search of his vehicle, an illegal seizure. There's a new theory that's been put forward by law enforcement that you don't have to have probable cause. You just have to have a reasonable excuse. Well, the Supreme Court of the United States says, no, that's not what the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution says. That's not what it means. You do, in fact, have to have probable cause. That's a big victory. That was only done because you have helped us in the past by donating to the United States Justice Foundation. Again, go to usjf.net. Find out how to donate online or where to send a check or contact me, michael, at usjfmail.net. If you're a veteran and you're getting clobbered by the VA, contact me at that email address, michael at usjfmail.net. We will represent you at no charge if we can and do whatever we can to help you, depending on your situation. Also, go to my blog at michaelconnelly.jigzy.com. Read what i posted there about the veterans' situation and other things, and check out my books and my booklet on the Constitution. Thank you very much for having me on today, and I look forward to talking to you again next week.
2: This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for...